Hi guys. Hi guys. I'm Kaylin. And I'm Danielle. And welcome back to Girls at the Restaurant. We have such an exciting episode today. Okay, honestly, so, last week, one of my favorite episodes ever. So I think so too. I think we're actually killing it these days. Yeah. And the Hunger Games episode was so fun to make and so fun to prep for. And this one is just going to be even better. Today, we're doing oh. Catching Fire. Tell me about it. Oh my God, I wish I also could have reread the book. It's like an itch in my brain, but it's okay. I will. Yeah, the book is, okay, going back and rereading it, it was the same thing with Hunger Games, but there's so much that I missed upon first read or, like, just forgot about by now. So going back and rereading it, oh, my God, I finished it just this morning, and it was just, Uh, it's so intense. There's so much. It's so intense. Last time I reread it, I felt the same because I hadn't read it since I was quite a bit younger. And just with my mature, fully developed brain, I fully grasped. (laughs) Your fully developed brain. Fully developed brain, fully grasped all of the things Suzanne Collins is putting down, I think. So it was a different experience being 24 than being 15. I agree. And also in comparison to the Hunger Games, I feel like Catching Fire moves a lot quicker and more happens. Definitely. It's just like, because the Hunger Games, in the Hunger Games, the games themselves, <laughs> yeah, go on like forever. But in Catching Fire, it's really quick and it's just at the end of the book. So every like the climax is like so close to the end. It's so stressful. Yeah. Yeah, because it has the whole victory tour and then all the reaping stuff and the training and a lot goes on in this book. So much to discuss. Much to discuss. Oh, first we have to give a disclaimer. Um, I wrote in the notes birds. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylin is recording this outside from I where am. I'm in Castlegar. Castlegar, very nice. Yes. Um, if you hear some chirping in the background, it's from Kaylin. Yes. I'm really Mrs. Worldwide when we record these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that for you. Just call Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, speaking of Pitbull. What? He's going back on tour. Um, Wait, didn't, isn't your sister going? Yeah. <laughs> okay, like I like Pitbull as much as the next girl, but I don't think I would go to his concert. Well, it's the Latin trio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, Lauren likes to go to the concerts and do Zumba in the audience. She does? Yeah. That is the most Lauren thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> because Pitbull music is really good for Zumba, and she loves teaching Zumba. Stop it. Does she have people follow her in the audience? She did last time. She's. I think she's only been to one Pitbull concert, but this. I think she plans to do the same. <laughs> I am dead. that is so fun (laughs) and i will not be going to this concert but yeah anyways that was just a little pitbull anecdote (laughs) Pitbull moment (laughs) mr and mrs worldwide yeah (laughs) um okay yes so speaking of me being in castlegar i'm actually here for okay i wrote down weekend um no kaylin it's the week stupid (laughs) for the week (laughs) and i'm staying with my grandparents it's my mom's parents because this is where she grew up um every summer i would come here for a week every year Okay. And I just have the best memories. And so it is so fun to be back here because I haven't been back since I graduated high school. Oh my so it's God. been a long time since yeah. I've been here. And we're actually going up to their cabin this afternoon. So I'm, I'm so excited to go back there. Oh my God. That's so fun. Yeah. I just have the best memories of being there because we used to always go swimming. We go on the boat and fishing and we catch the fish and eat the fish. I love that. Is there a lake there? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Very fun. So, I'm very excited. Maybe I'll swim. Likely, I will not swim. It's so cold in the glacially fed lake in June. So mm-hmm. probably not. Okay, well, that's exciting for you. Oh, thank you. I am very excited. Um, however, the 
course I'm taking for the bar required me to print something off this week. And for whatever reason, I just didn't think about it until I thought about it Saturday afternoon. Uh-oh. And I needed it Tuesday afternoon. So I thought plenty of time ahead. Let me print this off. Problem is, I don't have a printer at home. The Yarrow library closed at 2. And it was now, it was like 2.40 at that point. So that was out of the window. Well, I don't have a car, so I can't go anywhere. Like, I was just trapped in Yarrow. And uh, so I, thankfully, Sam was like, oh, I'll just go for you. So he goes to the library for me to print it off. And oh, also, so we didn't want to go to Staples because that would have cost $75 because it's a lot of pages. Oh, my I God. I know. They... Anyway, it's fine. So Sam goes to the Chilliwack Public Library to print it off for me because they only charge 10 cents a page, but they need a library card at Chilliwack. Oh my God. So they wouldn't let him do it. It was so frustrating. And he's like, well, can you come? Could he don't not sign up for a library card? He doesn't have an address in Chilliwack. Oh. So they wouldn't give him one. I know. You'd like need proof of some sort. He's like, oh, well, whatever, blah, 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 blah. He doesn't have any proof. So he wanted to come get me to take me to the library to print it off, but I like had no time because this assignment was due um, the next morning at 9 a.m., which they love doing in this course. Oh. So I had no time to go to the library because from Yarrow to Chilliwack is like a half an hour drive each way. So it would be like a whole at least an hour debacle of whatever this is. So <laughs> I was like, OK, well, um, maybe we can go to the use my grandparents printer. And they're like, yep, yep, no worries, we'll use our printer. Their okay. printer, Danielle, I kid you not, is probably like 25 years old. Like it is, no. It was printing pages off at a rate of one page a minute. How many pages did you have to print? 110. No. And stop. we got to page 17 and then it just stopped working. So oh my gosh. <laughs> I gave up. And the next morning, I Sam takes me, thank goodness, and we run into town to the Castle Guard Public Library. They were very helpful. They let us use the printer. So great, but my Grammy forgot to give me her library card, and she she was working or volunteering in the day, so she couldn't come with us. And she came home and she goes, "Kaylin, I forgot to give you the library card. I was so worried. As soon as I was done volunteering, I drove to the library no. <laughs> to make sure you weren't still there." Imagine she pulls up to the library. You're just sitting on the curb in tears. I've been waiting for three hours. <laughs> They're like, "Grammy, they wouldn't let me use the printer." <laughs> So thankfully they did it. Yeah. Oh my. So shout out Castlegar Library. No shout out to Chilliwack Library System. Like, are you kidding me? Closing at two. And why are their printers so exclusive? I know. (laughs) You have to live in Chilliwack to use these printers. That was my big debacle of the week. And yeah, but it's been so nice being here. My grandparents are so cute. They've been like cooking for us. And my favorite food in the world is the colander. Um, If you know, you know. It is. I I don't know. I'm actually shocked I've never talked to you about this before, but it is a Kootenays icon. It is in Trail, BC, and everyone in all the surrounding towns knows it. It is this um, huge, it's an old Safeway that's now been turned into an Italian restaurant that just makes <laughs> the best spaghetti. And it's been there since the 1960s, the same place, like the same pasta recipe. And it is so good like i've been going my whole life it's and my mom went her whole life wait so first it was a safeway and then sometime in the 60s it was converted uh-huh. into a restaurant yes so it's just a huge big room with all these tables like <laughs> oh my god that sounds like so much <laughs> like a dining hall and then they just it's all you can eat spaghetti and it is so good i just had some leftovers for lunch today great chef's kiss i'm so happy i've had it fresh since high school because i haven't been here since high school oh my so god it was so good so thank you to my grandparents for taking me there so nice love that for you cheers yes love the colander is that what it's called (laughs) (laughs) colander like for pasta (laughs) to drain it okay
<laughs> I thought it was maybe like, you know, like collating. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, like a strainer. It's called a colander. And now. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I love that for you. Okay. Danielle, also on a little trip this weekend. Do you have any funny stories? Yes, indeed. I also went on a little getaway this week well it was just over the weekend we went to PEI me and Jason on Friday so we went to one of his best friends graduation parties at the friend's house it was amazing it was so much fun got to see all of his friends who were super nice and it was great excellent vibes there but one thing actually this was not really an issue at the party because they had like nets up around that like they had like a net surrounding the entire deck but the mosquitoes in PEI are so bad oh no like they're 1,000 times worse than in Nova Scotia. Or at least the places that I have been. Really? In the summer. Actually, you know what? I remember from last summer being in the south shore of Nova Scotia and them being horrible. They were aggressive. And it wasn't really that bad because most of the time that we were outside, it was like in this enclosed space. Thankfully, they had the net. But when we were like going for a walk, other than that, and when we like, honestly, when we pulled up to the party and like got out of the car and walked from the car into the house, I was like, oh my God, like just already like swatting at my whole body. Anyway, so that was oh. it. unfortunate, but that's okay. It was still very fun. It was great. Um, <laughs> persevered. Another thing that I persevered was playing this board game. <laughs> a board game? I have to talk about this. It was so stupid. <laughs> This game is called NHL Big League Manager. Have you heard of it? Never. Daniel, why would I hear of this? <laughs> I don't know. It's like the board looks like Monopoly, but it's not like Monopoly. But you do go around the board as you do in Monopoly. But the objective is to like have the best NHL team. Okay. And you have to like win a certain number of games to win the game. Oh, by the way, I won. So slay. And it was my first time playing. Yay. But... It's such a stupid game, like, and there's so much math involved. I was playing with Jason and his brothers, and they were doing the math so quickly. And I was like, guys, I need to take out my phone calculator because you had to, like, add up your, like, salary to make sure you're under the salary cap. And just, like, every salary cap. Oh, my God. Just, like, every card that was drawn was just so stupid. And there's it's impossible to have a strategy. The way that you play a game, like, the way you win a game is, like, by, like, rolling the dice three times. Anyway, it was so stupid. And it was very funny. It was kind of, like, it was just, like, a meme that we played it, you know? Okay. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) I would not even play that for a meme, but, like, proud of you. (laughs) Yeah, it took, like, the whole afternoon. Oh, my God. (laughs) It took, like, three hours. No. Oh my god, for an NHL <laughs> big league manager. Well, we were on we were on a little mini vacation. Oh, vacation. It's fine. It, it was That's it, not how I would spend my vacation. Sorry, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> good moment. Anyway, so that was good. And then also got to see their very cute puppy, Jasper. Um, he's just so cute. But we took him for a walk and at one point there was this big mound of dirt like in the park and he just like wouldn't go over there and then he wouldn't walk any further like so we just had to go home like we tried so hard to get him to go like past this area and it was like a huge area it wasn't just one little path that he wouldn't go on it was like he wouldn't go anywhere near it and he would only go back toward the house and we were like oh poor baby what is going on in your head (laughs) (laughs) he was scared yeah, he was scared, but we don't know why. So that was a mystery. But it was it was very cute. But no, he was literally just like like put his paws into the ground and like sat down and was like put his nose up and was like, nope, I'm I'm not going anywhere. I don't see you. Anyway, that was cute. Fluffy little dog. I like puppies when they're cute. Yeah, Jasper's very cute. 
but I have a very uh, strict definition of what's cute. Okay, Taylor updates. What is going on with our girl this week? Okay, as per usual, she's been so busy. She released a lot of international dates, potentially all of the international dates. And guess what was missing? Canada. (sighs) I think it's all of them. It has to be. Okay, this is related to the merch drop, but it has the cities on the back. (gasps) And it's all the U.S. dates plus the international dates that she just announced and the, like, Mexico dates and all those ones. No. People are speculating that, like, next summer slash early fall, she's going to do another North American round and include Canada. But I feel like we're just getting desperate and reaching at this point. Yeah, I also saw a few theories about that. I just feel like the girl's going to need a break. The tour is already so long. I just don't see her. Like, I'm I'm very surprised that she didn't include any Canada dates. Like, at least Toronto. I thought Toronto for sure was going to be on there. Yeah, I'm very surprised that none of those Canadian cities were included in the U.S. or in the North America leg of this tour. But I don't really see her doing a separate tour just for Canada and like to go back to the U.S. I don't know. I saw someone comment somewhere. People were like, yeah, she hates Canada. Ever since that one guy grabbed her leg in Edmonton and I was like... I she saw can't. that. Too. <laughs> Taylor, please. <laughs> I saw that too. I know. I I don't think she hates Canada. I think there must be some like business reason for it. I just feel like she knows that we all live what 99% of Canada lives within 100 miles of the US border. Like she knows where most of us are within driving distance of a US state or a short flight. But Taylor, like just so you know, if you're listening, it is like pretty inconvenient for a lot of Canadian Swifties to get to America. So yeah, facts. <laughs> but like, also for those Swifties that it's super inconvenient for, she probably wasn't going to go there anyway. <laughs> like she wasn't going to go to Halifax. <laughs> no, no, she wasn't. Although she did go to PEI once many years ago. Many eons ago. <laughs> Went to uh, the country music festival. Oh my God, stop. Eros to her goes to Charlottetown. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she, she wouldn't. But I thought she would definitely do Vancouver... Montreal, Toronto, but at the very least, just Toronto. Like, I'm shocked. But anyway, same. We'll see. TV- yeah, you never know, but I am not holding out hope anymore. I'm giving up. Okay, the other thing I wanted to discuss with you the possible Lover Deluxe drop tonight. Oh, yeah. What, tomorrow, what, I guess. I haven't really been keeping up with the news this week, to be honest. What's what's the information? What's the 411? There is no information. Just someone who works at Target said that the Deluxe album is, works at Target, in finger quotes, like who really knows, said that they have received Deluxe versions of the Lover album to put out on shelves tomorrow. Do you think As it was- in today, when you're, if you're listening to this on Friday, June 23rd. Do you think it was Alex from Target? Like, it could have been. <laughs> I don't know. But then people... Well, okay. I saw the album cover. It looked very legit, but like that would be pretty easy to do. So I don't understand that. Like she's gonna have a, a lover vault. Yes. I feel like she wouldn't release that just for Target. I agree. And also she wouldn't release it, what are we, three weeks out from Speak Now? Yeah. Like no. all the hype is for Speak Now, it's not for lovers. So I don't I don't think it's gonna happen, but just wanted to mention it in case it does. All right. Well, Slay, check that yeah. off. okay song of the week what is yours okay mine is okay the song is called fascination by the beaches now there's a little bit of backstory here so i was looking up concerts in vancouver in the fall because i'm moving to vancouver in the fall and the beaches are performing in november and i was like oh that sounds really familiar and i realized that i saw them on tiktok a long time ago and i downloaded like five of their songs and i love these songs 
but I don't know like too much of their music outside of like their main songs but they have quite a presence on TikTok from what I remember anyway so then I went back and listened to more of their music and I listened to this song and it was so good it's just such a bop they kind of their music kind of reminds me of like if Haim was a little bit more rock okay yeah and it's just very fun and I think that if you like Taylor Swift Maisie Peters Olivia Rodrigo yeah I think you'll like the vibe okay I should download it and listen but Beaches just makes me think of that like 1980s movie like the classic one with the two friends were best friends their whole lives and one of them gets cancer and then okay spoiler alert for Beaches she dies and then the other one sings you are the wind beneath my wings but it's like such a popular movie I don't know that movie oh really oh my god I thought it was like like Breakfast Club like that level of 80s fame I'm sorry I do know the Breakfast Club okay comment down below if you know the movie beaches and what i'm talking about because it's like i was under the impression it was like an iconic movie everyone knew maybe it is i could just be not in the know i'm gonna ask around after this that's okay put a poll, put a poll. we'll put a poll on the instagram story well oh, yeah. i've been loving the polls we did a yeah. poll oh i should oh i didn't record the results for the who wore best <laughs> who wore best so kaylin kaylin dressed up as katniss for halloween what how old were you i think that was grade eight i think i was 13. okay so 13 year old kaylin versus like i don't know 20 year old jennifer lawrence (laughs) okay also the budget was very different let's keep that in mind please (laughs) (laughs) but kaylin won by uh by a lot so thank you let's go i'm gonna want you to tell me who didn't vote for me and i'm gonna send them some fun little messages (laughs) no i have to i have to keep the voting um what's the word anonymous no, I have to, oh, I have to maintain the integrity of the vote. I can't release the results <laughs> in case people worry about fear. Hurting my feelings? Think. Well, you should be worried about hurting my feelings. You should vote for me. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I'll put I'll put a poll up about the movie Beaches. Is it Thanks a, so a worthwhile watch? Yes. Is that your reco for the week? The movie Beaches? Um, it wasn't going to be, but it is a secondary reco. Okay. What is your primary reco? Well, I didn't talk about my song yet. Oh my god. Danielle's so just sad. skipping me along. I'm so Okay, sad. so speaking of concerts in Vancouver in the fall, <laughs> uh, so I got a fun little message from Danielle a week ago saying, do you want to go to this concert? Next message. Do you want to go to this concert? Next message. Do you want to go to this concert? And I said yes to two of them. I said no to Beaches because I don't know them. Um, but the one was Girls Gotta Eat, the podcast like comedy tour. And that was sold out, unfortunately. So we're not going to that. But the other one is Maisie Peters, two days before Danielle's birthday, which is so exciting. And uh, so I've also been listening to her. And we got tickets, by the way. So we're going. Yay. Girls at the Vogue Theater. Yeah. (laughs) Girls at the Vogue Theater (laughs) seeing Maisie Peters. And also our friend Amanda is coming as well. So I'm so excited. It's also exciting because I am seeing her uh, the day before at the Ed Sheeran concert also. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Back to back. So back to back Maisie Peters. But like obviously she's in Vancouver because she's opening for Ed on his what is his show called? Is it the Ed Eras tour? I don't know. <laughs> it's like Ed's equivalent of that. It's not like just an album tour. It's like his eras. <laughs> I don't know, but I do love Ed Sheeran. I love him. Yeah. I think he is great. Haven't seen him since he opened for the Red concert. Me neither. Way back when. And now he's headlining his own stadium tour. So maybe this will be the case for Maisie Peters and we can say we saw her when. Oh, good point. Who are you seeing Ed with? Uh, my friend seen him. Oh, very fun. Yeah, we don't actually have tickets, but we're going to get them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just speaking it into existence like it's going to happen. <laughs> I love the optimism. I do. Yeah. We're just going to get them. We're going to get tickets somehow. 
Amazing. Okay, what's your? You didn't say which Maisie song is your song of the week, though. Oh, lost the breakup. Yeah, that's a great one. It's one of her most recent, like upbeat bangers. So yeah. great. Oh my god, I think her new album's out tonight. <gasps> what's the Maisie song that I really like? I have no idea. No, it's 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 a really mainstream one, but I really like it. it came out like last summer or something. Uh, Kate's brother. Yes. <laughs> uh, that song. Banger. That song is a banger. Yeah. They're yeah, all bangers. Maisie has a lot of bangers. I'm really excited to see her perform. Me too. And she's so cute too. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great I show. love her fashion and like I love her hair. So cute. Play. We're going to have to get some cute outfits for that. So oh. much going on. I still don't have my Eros outfit, by the way. Oh, Kaylin, we got to get on that. I know. One month. Oh my God. Basically, a month today, I'm leaving. Less than a month, actually. Kaylin is going as the red era. So everyone send her red dress. Yeah, please. <laughs> And I want it to be sparkly, okay? That's my only criteria. Sparkles. And red. Oh, yeah. That, too. Obviously. Red. Two <laughs> criteria. Yeah. <laughs> Sparkles and red. Okay. Now will, you tell me, now will you tell me your primary reco? Yeah. Okay. So, my primary reco for this week as someone who just drove through, like, all of BC slash is in a small town in BC, the small town church thrift stores is where it is at. If you subscribe to my hauls channel on Snapchat, then you would have seen my haul. Um, if you're not, sorry, it's invite only. <laughs> I love that. It was so fun. And it, like, just the prices are good. The vibes are good. Value Village, honestly, is turning into such a ripoff. Oh, yeah. I went to Value Village like last week and this, there were like sweaters there for like $30. I was like, excuse me? I know. So you would never find that at a small town church thrift store. Great. I think I got probably like seven or eight items for $13 or $12. $13? 12 For everything that was in your haul that you posted? Yes. Yes. Wow. I know. I actually paid 16 because I bought Sam a coat as well. Oh. Like wait. a full-on nice like 80s fun little windbreaker coat. That's amazing. That is so cute on him. So. Well, you'll have to take me when I'm back. Yeah. Well, come to Chilliwack. I'll take you to the good ones. All right. Cheers. Deal. Yeah, like I can't take you in Vancouver because they don't exist in Vancouver. Yeah, but like when I'm back in the in your province. Yes. When we came home and we were like showing my grandpa our, our treasures, um, they were loving the code of on Sam. And we told them that honestly in Vancouver at like a secondhand store, a coat like that would be at least honestly probably like eighty or ninety dollars, like a nice eighties, like yeah. Jacket. Think about, like, the Main Street, like, F is for Frank vintage stores. Those charge so much. It's so annoying. So, anyway, yeah. shout out um, St. David's Auxiliary Church thrift store. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what a great find. Yes. Sir. I know. Sam was so excited. He never really thrifts either, so he was so pumped. Wow. Amazing. Okay, okay Danielle, you have a really exciting reco for us this week. Okay, yes. My reco is related to the main topic of this week's episode which we will get into shortly but basically as we know I am becoming a reading girly which Kaylin already is quite the reading girly and I was at one time in my life <laughs> but you're working on it yeah but now I'm I'm just getting back into it and I heard someone say on a podcast the best way to get back into reading or one of the best ways to get back into reading and become a reading girly again is to literally bring your book everywhere you go like even if you're not planning to read at all like truly just always have a book on you and then if you start if you can read like in increments of like five or ten pages like just when you have a few minutes I feel like that's how you get back into it because it's so daunting it's like oh I don't want to I don't know sit down for two hours 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like all I, those little like fifteen minute waiting times where you just would be scrolling on Instagram or whatever. Exactly. You have your book. And scroll, I do. So this is a good alternative. <laughs> yeah. I fully support this and I'm proud of you. Yeah, cheers. That's how I read Catching Fire so quickly because uh, I usually, it usually takes me at least two weeks to read a book, but I read Catching Fire in like two days. So cheers. So impressive. She rips through it, guys. Yeah. Okay, finally, we made it. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> this is so exciting. Okay, do you stand by your statement last week that Catching Fire is the best book slash movie of the yeah. series? Yep, I do. Do you agree with me now that you've just read it? Well, I still have to reread Mockingjay. Oh, fine. But I, I think I did like Catching Fire more than The Hunger Games. But they're both really good. It's hard because The Hunger Games, by nature, has a lot of, like, exposition and, like, setting up the story. Yeah. And Catching Fire is more, like, action and, like, things happening really quickly, which I like. Yes, I agree. Regardless, we have some very interesting songs to talk about today so if you are new here slash if you didn't listen to last week's episode you should go listen to it but or you can just listen to this one and then do things out of order if you don't care about chronology <laughs> um which how could you not but okay <laughs> we are analyzing catching fire by suzanne collins yeah let's go through the lens of taylor swift songs slash lyrics so as we know our girl taylor she has a very widely applicable discography. Agreed. Yep. Which is so, why we love her. Yeah. If you have a feeling, she has a song for that. If yeah. the Hunger Games characters exist, there's a song for that. Totally. 100%. And we love the Hunger Games, so we are Hunger Games stands. So, yeah. I guess, should we just get right into it? What's your Let's first? Right okay. First of all, this song, I should have said this last week, but I didn't think about it in time. I only thought about it after we recorded the episode. So, sorry. Mrs. Everdeen is so right where you left me. Friends break up, friends get married. Strangers get born, strangers get buried. Trends change, rumors fly through new skies. But I'm right where you left me. Matches burn after the other. Pages turn and stick to each other. Wages earned and lessons learned. But I, I'm right where you left me. Oh, when you said Mrs. Everdeen, you meant, like, her mom? Yeah, wait, who did you think I meant? <laughs> I didn't really read, like, your analysis. I just saw Mrs. Everdeen and right where you left me, and I thought you meant Katniss. That was just a funny way of saying it. <laughs> no! Katniss is Mrs. Malark, actually. Um, oh, my no, God. just kidding. She would never take a, a man's last name. Oh, wait, we forgot to say it's spoilers. Spoilers for Catching Fire today. <laughs> Yeah, surprise. <laughs> they actually don't get married, do they? No. We don't know. We don't know. They probably, I bet they do a toasting themselves. Right, you're right. Okay, continue about Mrs. Everdeen, the first. Okay, so yes, oopsie, you should have talked about this last week. But just, I stayed there just collecting on my pinned up hair. They expected me to find somewhere, some perspective, but I sat and stared right where you left me. Like, come on! Yeah, that's, like, so true. She just sat and stared right where he left her. Like, the girl who got frozen, time went on for everyone else, but she won't know it. She's it's so sad. Ugh. She's still 23 inside her fantasy. Yeah, because she was probably pretty young. Like, well, Kat, well, Katniss was 11, so. But, you know, they have kids young there. She's probably, like, 30. Yeah. That actually, this ties in in a really interesting way to something that happens in Catching Fire. This doesn't happen in the movies, so I forgot about it. But when they're watching the, re-watching the games back, and they watch Haymitch's games, the other 
tribute from District 12 that year, or one of the other tributes from District 12, was like best friends with Mrs. Everdeen when they were kids. And so it was really sad for her to see her be reaped and then die in the games. But she was like an ally with Hamish. So, oh, I, I, was that Maisie O'Donnell? Was that her? Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot. I forgot that they were friends. Yeah. <laughs> or so, maybe I never even noticed it. <laughs> I think it because then Katniss is like, oh my God, that's so sad because she never, she had never even heard her mom mention this name before. But then when it came up again, like when the, they were doing the quarter quell, whatever it's called, like, right. At, I guess at, her mom was a town girl, right? Yeah. She was also friends with Madge's mom, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just like, I feel like those are the things that's like, she's still 23 inside her fantasy. Like she never really had like a lot going on after that point that I don't know. Yeah, she's kind of left her whole life. Sad. And then it got worse. So, yeah, Miss Severine is a really tragic character, I think. Yeah. But right where you left me is the the most important song on this podcast. So she is holding yeah. a place in our hearts. Yeah, that's so true. Great. Oh. And they must have been really, really in love for her to leave her whole family for him. Yeah, and Katniss says that. She's like, I tried to think of that when I need to forgive her. Huh. Sad. Yeah, it is really sad. Okay, depressing. Anyway, moving on to actually Catching Fire related songs. <laughs> okay, next song, this one, I'm so excited to talk about because Finnick is such a good character. Oh my God. He honestly is. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay. Everything but- you learn about him, his every layer of the onion that gets unwrapped is just so fascinating. Yep, agreed. Especially re- on a reread, like how... Katniss hated him at first yeah yeah and like everyone does like you think he's just this airhead Victor like how could he play into the Hunger Games the way that the capital wants him to and also the fact that District 4 in the books is a career district yeah that's not really talked about that much no interesting yeah okay the song is the lucky one Yeah. So again, as District 4 is a career district, we can assume that Finnick probably kind of romanticized the Hunger Games in his mind, right? Like, do we know if he volunteered? No, I don't think he volunteered because he was only 14. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, anyway, so Finnick did not volunteer, supposedly. Um, and yet he probably had like a different image of the Hunger Games than someone like Katniss did coming from District 12. Yeah. And so he had it figured out since you were in school, everyone loves pretty, everyone loves cool. And yeah. he was supposedly gorgeous, right? Even at 14. Oh, yeah. I think that's like his main thing is that he was beautiful. And he, I, Katniss is like, he's such a wonderful specimen or something. <laughs> I think it's so funny. <laughs> Katniss. You can't admit she has the hops for him. <laughs> I'm looking at the lyrics now. Overnight, you look like a 60s queen. Another name goes up in lights like diamonds in the sky. That's like another name. Like, 
goes up in the sky in the arena. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're right. But they'll tell you that you're the lucky one because it's not your name. It's not your name. <sighs> wow. Okay. And then, yeah. Oh, my God. Wait. Listen to this, Danielle. Now it's big black cars and Riviera views and your lover in the foyer doesn't even know you. Oh, my God. Because so he was basically used as like a prostitute prostitute for the capital. Yeah. And very tragic story. But then we find out that his true love is Annie. But the capital uses him as a pawn and like this beautiful model man to like exploit um, him as a child. It's very sad. Yeah. That it honestly fits him so well. Yeah. Except he did not take his money and his dignity and get the hell out. Well, eventually he did. Briefly. <laughs> right. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah. He did take his money and his dignity when he when he got out of the arena. Yeah. <laughs> and he joined the he joined the rebellion. So he's, right. he's on the right side. So he he is dignified. Uh, that. Yeah. God, I suppose you're right. Honestly. His death, I think, is the saddest in the whole series. Like, if I could reverse one, that's the one I would reverse. Yeah. Sorry, Prim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... Oh, Finnick. Okay, well, I think The Lucky One is a really applicable song to all careers. And honestly, all victors, actually. Yeah, that's true, because you grow up hearing about how amazing The Hunger Games... Not how amazing they are, but I guess how amazing it would be to be a victor of The Hunger yeah. Games. And so you think, oh, like, I would be the lucky one if I were to win. But I don't think any of the victors actually have any sort of peace or good life at all. So Yeah, what's that quote? No one really wins the games? Yeah. Hey, Mitch, probably. Sad. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Depressing. <laughs> okay, this next one is also really sad. Honestly, Joanna is another one of my favorite characters. She's so unhinged, and mm-hmm. she she survives. Yes. So go off, Joanna. I'm <laughs> she's a survivor. <laughs> uh, she's a survivor. Oh, that's the song we should have picked. No. Um, that's not a Taylor song. <laughs> okay, what is the Taylor song for Joanna? Okay, so we put Look What You Made Me Do, and honestly, like, come on. This is so Joanna. But I got smarter, I got harder in the nick of time. this is so applicable your little games your tilted stage the role you made me play the role the capital made her play (laughs) every single line is so applicable it is so good you said the gun was mine come on yeah like he blames Snow blames Joanna for her family being dead, even though it's not actually her fault. Honestly, just like I don't like your little games in, in and of itself. The very first line, like the yeah. games, she doesn't like them. The tilted stage, doesn't it? One one of the arenas they just tilt it. Oh, maybe. Or did I make that up? I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. It would be that. cool if I did. Someone someone tell the gamekeepers that they should tilt the tilt the arena. The gamekeepers. <laughs> take some notes but give me credit thank you (laughs) yeah like like basically she's talking about how she's just a pawn which is like the main impetus for joanna's like storyline yeah she's just a pawn in the games and she's the only one who is really during the games like you can't hurt me because like there's nothing left that i care about so i'm just gonna go ahead and like speak my mind and if it causes a rebellion good 
Yeah, definitely. Like, if it causes you to kill me, honestly, great. Like, yeah. She didn't care very much about that. But then, you know, the world moves on another day, another drama, drama, but not for me, not for me. All I think about is karma. True. Like, I probably forgot about what he did to her. True. She probably never thought about it again, but she's been waiting for her moment to get back at him for, what, seven years? Is that how long it's been since her games? Oh, I don't know. But also, I rose up from the dead. I do it all the time. That's kind of like... Because when she originally won her games, she, like, pretended to be really weak. And then she rose up from the dead and she was, like, a brutal killer. Yeah. And maybe just, like, I do it all the time, like, getting out. Isn't it her who says the quote, I drag myself out of nightmares each morning and find there's no relief upon waking? Is that her? I don't remember. It could it's be. It's Mockingjay. So, coming up soon. Okay. Let well, me know get there who says that. It's either her or Finnick, I forget. But, yeah. Like, the old Joanna can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's dead. Killed by snow. Right. The happy Joanna died. Once again, this is a very tragic episode, but we'll keep moving right along. Actually, this next song is not that tragic. No, finally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Gail once again gets a semi-positive song in this episode. Next week, he's not getting a positive song. Can you guys see the face I'm making right now? Why do we keep being nice to him? <laughs> I, I'm not a Gale apologist. I just think that <laughs> if you haven't, if you don't know how the rest of the series plays out, it's very fair to like still think of Gale as good. Actually, in this, in Catching Fire, I mean, he's always good, but like in Catching Fire, he was so annoying because he kept making advances at Katniss. And I just. Oh, he was. And he like kisses her, right? Yeah. Ugh, Gale, get out of here. Yeah, but he's not a he's not a war criminal in Catching Fire. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I love this song that I gave him, and it's Change. one who wants to start a revolution in district 12 when he first hears from Katniss that there's yeah. in district eight and he's like oh my god like this is our chance like let's yeah. go because how Fine. is the capital gonna keep getting away with this yeah 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 you're right I never even thought about that it's a revolution the time will come for us to finally win yeah and Gail he- really had faith that they would win so good for him I guess good for him and you know what Katniss then understands because then there's the whole like whipping scene with gail and honestly that is really tragic but i think that this this is kind of a moment where everyone's kind of rallying and it's the first time where she can be like okay well maybe i am the face of the revolution yeah and then the lines in the song are like so we've been outnumbered raided and now cornered it's hard to fight when the fight ain't fair that's so true but we're getting stronger now yeah find things i never found they might be bigger but we're faster this is so true. Things um, I never found. I'm just saying. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, these things will change. That was Gail's that was Gail's thought process, and he was right. So we'll give him yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we're getting into the part that Kaylin really wants to talk about finally. I'm so excited. This was not my idea. I just saw Danielle put this in this morning and I'm like dead. So tell okay. me why you think this. I'm so excited. 
Okay, the song is Daylight. Guys, that's my favorite on Lover. One of Kaylin's favorite, if not her favorite, of all yeah. time. Um, okay, so this is a Katniss and Peeta song, obviously, but I'm just I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna get into the analysis. I'm just gonna read one line <laughs> from the book. So I've got my copy of the book here, page one sixty one. And just for some context, this is when. I don't think this is actually in the movie, this whole storyline. But Katniss goes into the woods and then she gets injured coming back because she has to jump over the fence. She's like oh, yeah, bedridden. Yeah, but then her and Peta are kind of like hanging out and he's helping her making the, the book with the drawings and stuff. And it's like the first oh. time they spend any normal time together. Anyway, <laughs> she's basically talking about how she's watching him do the paintings while she's injured in bed. And she says, right. I like to watch his hands as he works, making a blank page bloom with strokes of ink, adding touches of color to our previously black and yellowish book. And then da 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 there's a bunch else about PETA. And then, <laughs> and then she says, I also become a little fixated on his eyelashes, which ordinarily you don't notice much because they're so blonde. But up close, in the sunlight slanting in from the window, they're a light golden color. <gasps> So Katniss, you obsessed little girlie. So my thing is that obviously the burning red was Gale, maybe. Yeah. So maybe. burning red could have been Gale because just before this, she goes, no, like I've chosen Gale. She says this, actually. She says, I've chosen Gale because the future with PETA is the one that the capital wanted. So now I'm going to be a rebel and I'm going to go with Gale and like we're going to run away together and that's who I'm choosing. And I still love PETA, but like not in that way. That's what she says okay. to herself. But then all of this drama happens with the peacekeepers and then she's like starts falling back in love with PETA. And I feel like this scene where she's like, well, his eyelashes are golden and we're doing normal things together. And that's just really sweet. And yeah. Okay, what I was just thinking of is I feel like the love that she also saw as an example, her parents were a little bit burning red. Like they mm. both burned down their lives to be together. Yeah. So I can one can only assume it was very like passionate and intense. So yeah, which, she probably had that in her mind as well. Yeah, and I think she does have certain instances of that kind of love with PETA. But this is the one moment where it's kind of like, oh, like this is, we're just having a normal, we're doing normal things. We're being normal people. And we haven't really had that ever. Anyway, I think that a lot of the lines in this, like my love was as cruel as the cities I lived in. Yeah. Like because That's she was truth, but never goodbye. Oh my God. Yeah. And then luck of the draw only draws the unlucky. Stop it. Stop it. I wounded the good and I trusted the wicked. I just like think out. I'm never gonna listen to the song now without thinking of them. And I and I just think that yeah, I mean, obviously Katniss doesn't come full circle on her love for Peta until later in the book, which I will talk about next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
but yeah I think that okay honestly it was really just her talking about the word golden that raised the red flag for me but then I looked at the lyrics for the rest of the song and I was like oh my god she can only see daylight when she looks at Peta. he's just he's her daylight yeah and he's what she needed like a dandelion in the spring a dandelion is golden yep wow I feel like this really just kind of pulls through the whole essence of their love which also I love (laughs) yeah threw out our cloaks and our daggers because it's morning now <laughs> ah, okay oh and okay. then even what taylor says at the end oh yeah the talking like part. how katniss feels at the end of mocking yes. maybe we can circle back to this i want to be defined by the things that i love <laughs> exactly that whole speech yeah the things that i love not the things that i hate because when she's with gail that's like the things i hate are the capital so i want to defy yeah. the capital the things that you hate, the things that she's afraid of, things that haunt her in the middle of the night. But Peta is everything that she wants. And I just think that is so special. Ah! Okay. Next song. Yeah. How did we not think about this last week? <laughs> okay, I know this one. Like, I don't know how this didn't come up. Honestly. Like, obviously, Katniss is the archer. Come on. Easy they come, easy they go. I jump from the train. I ride off alone. I never So the archer- combat and ready for combat. I say I don't want that. What if I do? I feel like that's kind of like her going into the rebellion. Yeah, I agree because she's kind of like at first she's like, no, I don't want to fight. I just want to have a normal life. But then she's like, oh, well, if this is my chance to overtake the capital, then mm-hmm. maybe I will. Yeah, she really starts to buy into it starting at the end. Once say burned down District Twelve. Yep. Okay, when she says, I've got a hundred thrown out speeches I almost said to you, that's kind of like how she doesn't ever really tell Peta that she loves him in the same way that she knows that he loves her because she doesn't really envision herself as having a future with anyone. Okay. And she almost tells him a lot, right? Like she always, she wants to tell him. Yeah, she wants to tell him. And she also like, she is just very, I feel like anxious about the whole thing. And I feel like The Archer is the most anxious song on Lover, which is arguably the most anxious of all of Taylor's albums. So. Yeah, I agree. I also, the lines, who could ever leave me, darling, but who could stay? That's yeah. Katniss. It is so, so Katniss. <laughs> also, I've been the archer, duh. I've been the prey, also duh. Wow, wow. <laughs> it's so perfect. It even talks about trains, and there's obviously trains in this book, in the book series, the, I guess. And all the I jump off the train, I ride off alone. Oh my god, yeah. Even though she doesn't actually do that, she stays on the train and goes to the capital. Oops. Oop. Oopsie. And all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put her together again. All of my enemies started out friends. I think that's really Katniss. Well, no, it's like- more all of my friends started out enemies. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> she hates everyone. <laughs> yeah. But even that they see right through me, okay, that makes me think of when she's trying to convince everyone that she's in love with PETA, but she's kind of doing it for show. But then, yeah. Also, then she tells Finnick that it was for show, and he's like, uh, no, 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 like you loved him. Yeah. And then she's like, wait, what? Wait, so what? it's kind of like a two layer thing. Like, 
people do see through her facade, but to the truth, which is that she loves him. Aww. <laughs> so, cute. Aww. so cute. So cute. Okay, I want to, on that note, I want to read another quote from the book. May I do that? Please. Okay, I alluded to the precursor to this quote last week in the Hunger Games episode, <gasps> which are the moments in the cave where Katniss says that it's the first time that she actually wants to kiss him, or it's the first time that she wants another kiss. Right. So, in Catching Fire, when they're in the arena, so both of these things happened in the arena, but this is in the quarter quell, in Catching Fire, page 352, she says... Those of you following along at home. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that thing again. The thing I only felt once before. In the cave last year, when I was trying to get Hamish to send us food, I kissed Peta about a thousand times during those games and after, but there was only one kiss that made me feel something stir deep inside. Only one that made me want more. But my head wound started bleeding and he made me lie down. Okay, so then, like, the logistics take over. But, like, she's talking about wanting more and not yes. grapple with the difference between the love story for the capital and her own actual emotions. So I think that's very interesting. I feel like that's kind of the theme of their relationship. Like, she can never tell what's real and what's for the games, even within herself. Yep. Damn. Damn. Like, Peter always has it easy. For Peter, he just knows it's real. Well, so far. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stay uh, tuned for next week. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. Like, Peta has always loved Katniss. And Katniss just just didn't know what she wanted. But yes. she did love Peta, too. She does. Absolutely. And we can see it as the reader. Yes. Which makes all the more frustrating that she doesn't see it herself. I know. I know. There's so many moments. Grangle her. Yeah. Like, even the fact that she goes into the second game is being like, I only have one purpose, and it's to save Peta. And she tells like, I don't like him, though. <laughs> Although, I forgot about this. This is not really related to any of the Taylor Swift songs. But <laughs> do you remember? Her first instinct when she wakes up in the hovercraft is to find Peta and kill him. Because... In she, Catching Fire and the Hunger Games. In Catching Fire, because she thinks that the um, hovercrafts that pick them up, she thinks they're, like, oh, people from the capital. Taking them to the capital. Right. And she's yeah. like, we're about to be tortured and it's going to be a really painful death. And like, they're going to like use our families as pawns. Like, let's just end it now. So yeah. she like, literally has a syringe in her hand. She's running around the hovercraft trying to find Peta to kill him. I forgot about that. But it just like goes to show how much she cares about him. She doesn't even kill herself first. She's like, no, Peta first, then me. Then me. Yeah. Luckily, well, Peta wasn't on board, but that's not. <laughs> I guess not that lucky. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, this has been a little bit all over the place, but also very fun. Yes. I love analysis-ing. Analyzing <laughs> these um, Yeah, I think that next week is when we're really going to have the more clear parallels with the Taylor yeah. songs. Because it's the conclusion of a lot of different storylines. So yeah. we won't be alluding to things. We'll just be fully discussing them. Let's go. Yes, everything will come together and it'll be very fun. Yeah, that's it for, that's all that I have. Do you have any other songs? Nope, that's all that's on the menu this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, please give us a five-star rating. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we are on Instagram and TikTok. We're going to revive the TikTok, so stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. See you guys next week. Talk to you next week. Okay. Talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>